Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. This is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever WrestleTalk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Hello! Welcome to the WrestleTalk Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the WrestleTalk Podcast. You know, it's genuinely tripping me up that I realise that we're now recording... Our, our faces actually matter for this now, because YouTube members now get to see uh, the these uh, these parts of the video as we... Uh, as we record them. So I've, I've done a different intro now. I'm not doing my usual spiel, even though the content is exactly the same. Welcome to another episode of the Russell Talk podcast. I am Chopper Piquinell. I'm joined, as always, by my intangible co-host, Tempest the Wrestler. I'm Tempest the Wrestler. Yes, I, I totally get what you mean. I mean, I'm wearing a mask for these things now. I, used I think to that's what it is. Be, be, yeah, I would just be hanging out. Maybe drinking yeah. some water, maybe a coffee, maybe eating a muffin, and people would never know. Exactly. But now, yeah. now we got to be on the whole yeah, time. All the all the secrets are revealed. Yeah. Uh, how you doing today? I can't complain. You know, another week. I'm getting very close to the two week period after the second shot being mm-hmm. done. At which point, I feel like. If I'm going to be able to go and do anything, I think that's kind of my in the clear moment. So mm-hmm. I'm not very patiently waiting for that to, to happen, but I'm less than a week away from that, and at which point I might be able to have a bit of a summer. I'm very much looking forward to it. That's wild, man. I've got my uh, my, my second jab booked in for very nice. August August 19th, which is my birthday. Very nice. Rad. Uh, and that's, yeah, two days before SummerSlam, so... Hope that doesn't wipe me out for it or anything, because that would be a bit bad. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm excited to get back to back to normal. That'd be a great birthday present for me on on that day. Um, anyway, let's get into talking about uh, SmackDown. We've got some stuff to get into in the uh, the outro here. A few emails from people, which we'll get to. Uh, but first, let's talk about this move of Roman Reigns and Rey Mysterio being moved from Hell in a Cell on Sunday to SmackDown last night. It was a fun match, but. Was it worth it? Let's talk about it. Let's talk about this move match because we got the announcement on 
was it Thursday? Was it Friday? Thursday. Whatever, whenever right. it was. Uh, that this match that was almost certainly going to main event Hell in a Cell uh, tomorrow has instead been moved uh, without any sort of fanfare. They said, oh, by the way, breaking news, this match is now on SmackDown. Okay. Uh, there was a little tweet from Rey Mysterio that said, oh, I just can't wait to fight you. And then Roman said, doesn't make a difference to me whether it's Friday or Sunday. It doesn't make sense for Reigns' character. He really cares about main events in pay-per-views. But that's okay. We'll just ignore that. Um, so then I was very confused by that, but I was like, okay, maybe they have a plan. Maybe they have something in the works <laughs> that will make this make sense. And, you know, <sighs> maybe we won't even see it from SmackDown. Maybe it will make sense come Hell in a Cell tomorrow. And I'm still kind of holding out hope at this point. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I was a bit confused, but I was like, okay, we don't know everything behind the scenes. We don't know the reason they've made this choice. And according to all reports, neither do they. Uh, but let's give them the benefit of the doubt. Maybe there's something we don't know behind the scenes. There's some sort of reason why they had to move this match to SmackDown that we don't know, right? Sure. Let's go with it. Um, the show opens with the Hell in a Cell already lowering into the uh, into the ring. And uh, it was a good promo from Rey Mysterio, I thought. Uh, put out some good emotion, just being like, you know, uh, he knows that Roman's already accepted his match on Twitter, but he wants to hear it from the man himself, from the guy who calls himself the Tribal Chief. Uh, he put his hands on his son, and he know Dominic knows the risk when he when he steps into the ring against the wrestler. But Roman Reigns took it too far, and all that stuff. It was it was a decent little fiery promo from from Ray. I thought Roman Reigns came out and uh, said that you know basically just said, "Hey, Ray, it's your last chance to." back out if you don't want to do this match because i will hurt you uh if you if we go ahead with this uh and ray said he's never been more ready in his life and rain's got a little bit annoyed and said i tried to be diplomatic now we do it my way and walks off decent little opening segment got me excited for the main event solid stuff i liked it i really liked this opening segment yeah. i really did i i didn't know if we were going to get any answers out of this and i mean we didn't get any answers out of this entire show, basically. But, man, Rey Mysterio has never been looked at as someone who's a promo guy. It's always kind of been considered his weakest area throughout his career. But if you give him something like this, he can still cut a damn good promo when he wants mm. to. And I felt like if they were going to build this whole show up to the main event of Hell in a Cell, this would have been a very good, like, go home promo a very good last way to make me want to see hell in a cell it doesn't quite hold the same amount of importance when the match is on the same show but for one segment out of context i really liked it and that doesn't even take into account like roman reigns coming out and just his whole dynamic with paul Heyman is just it's great it's it's small it's little details and it's subtle just saying like okay Tried to do it your way. Now we'll do it my way. I feel like there's more going on with Paul Heyman because Paul Heyman, we haven't really talked about as much since Roman came back. In the grand scheme of things, Paul Heyman hasn't been the most important piece of this storyline, right? It's been Roman and Jay and Jimmy and the whole family dynamic. But I'm very interested to see if they ever end up exploring the relationship that Roman has with Paul. You know, there's just a lot there that we haven't yet touched on. And I feel like a moment like this could very well be 
one of those kind of moments where, oh, he's trying to talk Roman into doing something a certain way and Roman's not listening and things like that. I'm not saying that this is going to be like a huge angle coming off of this one promo, but I think there's something there and I'm excited to see it. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Uh, And this led into, obviously, the main event of the show, which was the first Hell in a Cell match on network TV in ever, um, which they hyped throughout the show. Um, And they really hyped it as a good thing. Like, this is the first Hell in a Cell match on network television ever. And I'm like, yeah, but it shouldn't be, though, should it? Because it's Hell in a Cell. should be on pay-per-view. But that's okay. Let's go with it. The match itself, you know, didn't have too much kind of fanfare of like epic entrances or anything. It was just the two guys came out. They started having their match. And I thought it was a fun little match. This one, this was really good. Um, I thought, yeah, Rey Mysterio started off really hot, just using all of the weapons to get in control. Just like a firing fire extinguisher, a chair, a toolbox. He just grabs anything and everything and just takes the upper hand immediately, which I thought was quite cool. Um, And the one thing that really didn't gel with me for this one, which is kind of unavoidable, is that there were ad breaks. It just looked weird to have a Hell in a Cell match with ad breaks in it. Like it just, it's just, it's just strange. You're just not used to it. Um, But uh, I I liked the, at least the pacing of this match, because like the first little bit before the first ad break was Rey Mysterio is in control with all of the weapons and then it goes to an ad break and it comes back and then this is where roman starts to take control just starts yeeting Rey mysterio around the ring and just doing big power moves and stuff like that and throwing him into the cage and all that stuff goes to another ad break comes back again and that's when we get the finishing sequence where kind of both of them are going back and forth a little bit Rey mysterio hits two big frog splashes one onto a chair um and then we get the finishing sequence which is Roman Reigns does the same powerbomb he did to Dominic Mysterio, except there's a Hell in a Cell in the way this time. So he does him from inside the ring, out out of the ring, into the cage wall, down to the floor, gets him in, guillotine, and Roman Mysterio taps, uh, and Reigns retains the the title. Um, So at this point, I was like, okay, there's a little bit of time left. Maybe there's a post-match angle. Maybe there's a reason. This is going to be the reason why it was moved to SmackDown. Cage lifts up. Jimmy Uso comes out. There was also a backstage promo earlier in the night, which we'll talk about later, but Jimmy Uso comes out and uh, he raises, Roman raises his hand. And I was like, ooh, he's acknowledged <laughs> him as the tribal chief. Isn't that a neat little detail that should be a much bigger deal? Sure. And then Roman beats up Ray some more, chokes him out again in the guillotine. And then the show ends. So... This was fun. This was a good Hell in a Cell match. I really enjoyed it. Was it worth moving it to SmackDown? No. This should have stayed on pay-per-view. Why wasn't it? We don't know. So they didn't have an on-air reason for doing this besides Rey Mysterio not being able to wait two days. Rey Rey is impatient, yeah. Rey is impatient and they said, okay, let's do it. Other than that, I mean, like, storyline, broader terms of, like, on-air reason, whether they wanted to do something else at Hell in a Cell, whether they were going to shoot an angle and have Dominic be in the Hell in a Cell and just get murdered, or have Jimmy Uso face Roman Reigns. These were all the theories going into SmackDown of why this was moved. It is so, like, I don't want to be harsh to it, because it's 
it was a fun little match. I didn't have too much wrong with the match itself, but until I'm given a reason for why this happened, I'm going to look at it like this was a really stupid decision. At the very least, you could have had the forward thinking and planning to announce this like two weeks ago and build up to it for a week and then actually pop a rating. Even if that's your only reason for doing it is, oh, we want to put a big match on Fox and have a big rating. They still only did that halfway. You can do that so much better than they did. And I, as for the match itself, I wasn't, I wasn't a big fan of the finish. This felt like a Hell in a Cell match that didn't quite get out of second gear to me. Like, it was really fun. It was really good. But when you've got a Hell in the Cell match, my expectations are then significantly higher than most other matches because these matches are supposed to be fantastic. These matches are supposed to be, like, WWE's big blow-off mega stipulation match. And I know they haven't really been portrayed as that for the last few years, but at least that's still supposed to be what they are. They're supposed to be a big deal. And I wasn't the biggest fan of how they just didn't really ever get going to me. They never hit that classic Hell in a Cell match level. And I I don't know what that guillotine really was either. Like Roman kind of did a, a side over the shoulder guillotine instead of the usual guillotine. I don't know why. Maybe they're just trying to give him a new move. Maybe his arms hurt. Maybe Rey Mysterio is too small. I don't know. Maybe there's a bunch of different reasons they could have done this. But I kind of preferred the old move, personally. It's a it's a small gripe. It's a nitpick. But I don't know. I was really hoping to get some kind of explanation and storyline explanation for, the, for all this. Because right now, I feel like I'm much less excited for Hell in a Cell coming out of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's the big thing for me is that they've taken away the one match that I was really looking forward to at the show. So yeah. now, in order to pop a rating on the go-home show, what you've done is made me less excited for the paper you're supposed to be promoting. And that's the, the argument I don't get when people say, well, this is obviously to pop a rating, and the, it's going to yeah. do well because it's the first Hell in a Cell. It's like, but if your whole ideal, if your whole like big idea for the network is to always pop a rating, why do you ever have pay-per-views? Like, those are supposed to be your big shows that you're promoting. And if you're just trying to pop a rating all the time, then just put everything on TV and never put anything on pay-per-view. That argument does not make sense to me because your pay-per-views are the most important thing over your weekly TV shows. And if your weekly TV shows are more important than pay-per-view, then don't have pay-per-view. Just mm -hmm. literally have a weekly TV show with no pay-per-view. You don't need all the extra bits and pieces. Uh, yeah. It doesn't it make sense really, Yeah, it really is like like mid mid to late 2000s TNA booking where they mm. would just they would do all this crazy stuff to try and pop ratings which never worked and they would build to pay-per-views that had lousy builds that then set up more stuff for the TV yeah figure it out pick one yeah. or the other yeah L literally like their priorities seem a bit off genuinely like yeah. they're, they're, they're prioritizing the tv and i understand because their tv ratings are way down and reportedly like the tv networks are not happy about it but you know the the fix to that is not to try and pop a rating it's to put on a better tv show that's mm -hmm. that's the way you get more viewers Ooh. Ooh. absolutely thank yeah. took the words right out of my mouth pete yeah 
Yeah. Uh, nice little line from Reigns at the end, by the way. Uh, chokes out Ray. It holds the title over him and says, Happy Father's Day. I was like, oh, you're a dick. Uh, <laughs> that was good. Uh, quite like that. Uh, so, yeah, like, I don't want to be too harsh on it because it was fun. I, I didn't know what a TV Hell in a Cell match would be. This was it. This yeah. was not. This was a fun match. It was a lackluster Hell in a Cell match, though. And exactly. that is not great for TV, honestly. Uh yeah. Was it worth moving it to SmackDown? No, it wasn't. Keep on Sunday. Again, there might be reasons that we don't know yet. Maybe there's something going on, some sort of family emergency or something going on the weekend that we don't know about. And that's why they had to move it over to, to SmackDown. And if so, totally fair. You know, they tried to make the best of a bad situation. We don't know that right now. All that we know is that they have moved it and the the storyline reason is that Ray just couldn't wait two more days, yeah. which isn't great, honestly. That that is the part I want to quickly reiterate: is I'm expecting a report from Fightful Select or something to come out about this match, like any minute, you know, yeah. like any any time over this weekend. I think a report's going to come out, kind of explaining why this decision was made, and I'm hoping that there is a very justifiable reason that we will all be like, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah, for sure. I get why they did that. Yes. Until, until that happens, I'm going based off of the idea that this was just a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. And that's honestly, that's what happens when WWE kills all of your, uh, all of your, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Expectations. Expectations. Yeah. Just, I, I have no faith in them to do good no. ideas and stuff like Absolutely that. So no. when they when they do something like this that can go either way, I'm going to lean towards bad idea and not benefit of the doubt. That's what I was looking for. Yes, their track record does them no favors. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Let's get into some Ultra Chats here. Let's see what you guys thought. Uh, if you want to get in your Ultra Chats, wrestletalk.com forward slash support is the link to do it. Link is on the screen right now. Send in your messages there and we will get to every single one of them before the show ends today. Uh, remember, as of next Tuesday, uh, we will be uh, only reading out Ultra Chats that are five bucks or up to save time on that and focus more on the actual review co- uh, side of the content, which is the idea. Um, but uh, let's get into these for now. Matthew Robinson says, uh, wow, Paul Heyman look, uh, Paul Heyman's look of, oh no, we tried to help him, but Ray didn't listen, was priceless. Uh, this promo was short and simply perfect to begin the show. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, His... I think that, that was the main thing as well. It was short, and that was yeah. great. I like I like short promo segments. Those yeah. are the best kind of promo segments. And yeah, Paul Heyman's facial expressions, they're just on another level. Every mm-hmm. single one of these segments. He doesn't have to say a word but his facial expressions add so much. Yeah. Uh, Easy Hockey Reviews says, uh, surely Reigns winning doesn't count towards Jelly and Aselli, right? Hashtag LIW444 life. It's in discussion. In discussion whether it will count or not, because we've also got other matches now, and that might get confusing because we didn't predict the other matches on the actual prediction stream. So it gets a little bit confusing at this point. So it's uh, it's influx as to whether as to what will count and what won't. Uh, you guys have to tune into the live reactions tomorrow where we'll have figured it out probably about two minutes before we go on air. So, yeah. yeah. It sure uh, would be nice if WWE would finalize a pay-per-view card before the Saturday of the mm. show. Yeah. Yeah, and even still, they've got like what they have five matches announced now, six. Um, Kevin six. Owens and Sami Zayn Probably got announced will. for the show, yeah, and, and Seth Rollins and Cesaro, and Seth well. Rollins and Cesaro, yeah. And one of those like replaces the so Hell in a Cell match that is missing, two, so now we're back up to six. Two WrestleMania rematches, by the way, just yeah, again. Uh, we'll talk about that later. Um, yeah. Sadie6969 Deegan says, Hey guys, first time ultra chatting off my phone, so apologies if this has been said already, but why was this even a hell, uh, a hell in a cell? Why not just a cage match? What was the reason? First time being underwhelmed by Roman. I don't like it. I love you. Hashtag LIW for life. Uh, for life. Thank you very much, Sadie. Um, yeah. I mean, if you're going to take it off the hell in a cell pay per view, don't have it inside hell in a cell anymore save that I, for the pay-per-view i don't i don't know i will i will give them credit in that if someone really wanted to see the hell in a cell match they got to see mm-hmm. the hell in a cell match this is that's fair this yep. this is usually more of a gripe when they sell tickets to things and they do a bait and switch of oh here's here's this match that we're gonna no you're not they did it with like yes. the Rome, uh, the the Royal Rumble a few years ago, where yeah. they said John Cena's in the Royal John Rumble Cena. when he was yeah. he was never going to be in the Royal Rumble, and that's just yeah. like that's really lousy. Just bait yeah. and switch, sell tickets for things that you're not intending to do. At least, 
at least if someone really wanted to see the match, they gave them the match. So I will yep. give them credit for that. That's totally fair. Yeah. I mean, yeah, my, my point was really like, be more organized. Yeah. If you knew this wasn't going to be on Hell in a Cell pay-per-view, announce it in advance that it wouldn't be a Hell in a Cell match on SmackDown. But because it's so last minute, I guess they kind of had to because they were in at that point. Um, Emma Bond says, uh, since the match wasn't at Hell in a Cell, does that mean Laurie's prediction doesn't count? Uh, as we mentioned earlier, I don't know. We'll figure that out tomorrow uh, in time for the live reaction stream. But for now, let's get into reviewing the rest of the show. I get the feeling this might be a relatively quick review because nothing happened on this show. Uh, so we had the opening promo with Ray and Reigns. Uh, we then got a video package for Commander Aziz. And we had his big in-ring debut for Commander Aziz, who's been built up for ages. Ah, uh, God. Owens and Biggie had a little fun promo. Uh, in Gorilla before the match side. I thought they had some really good chemistry together. Both very good promo guys. Uh, them kind of playing off each other, I thought was really, really nice. Owens kind of showering Biggie with praise. Former nine-time tag team champion. This guy, but he's so great. Couldn't ask for a better partner. And Biggie's like, yeah, Kevin Owens is pretty talented. And he's like, wait, what? I uh, that was quite <laughs> funny. Uh, that was great. Uh, Sami Zayn was on commentary for this one. Uh, and, okay. Commander Aziz's big in-ring debut. I think the obvious comparison to make is to Omos's in-ring debut at WrestleMania. It's a big dude who's been protected, who finally makes his in-ring debut in a tag match. Like, those two seem fairly comparable. Omos's one, while some people didn't enjoy the kind of the heel-face dynamic being swapped for the match against right. the New Day because the kind of the build was to getting the Omos hot tag which felt a bit, little bit weird. I still think that that was done much better than this because this was Commander Aziz coming in off a tag pretty early in the match. And then he just hit some punches and then he hit like a power slam and then he hit like a suplex. And it was like, what have you been protecting him for? Like, he's right. just, he's just a big dude. And, th and that's it. There's no other, like, you know, when, when you see when they were doing like the squash matches with Braun Strowman, he, he was going against like two, three guys and he was doing all these big power moves and throwing all these small guys around. And it was super exciting and go to the crowd, and all that stuff. And, you know, get, getting all fired up. This was a guy. This was like Corbin level. No, not even Corbin levels. Cause Corbin has a really cool move set. This was just a dude doing some very basic wrestling. What were you protecting him for? What was all this build up for? It was, really like underwhelming and anticlimactic didn't get yeah. it yeah no <laughs> they had that report last year about the big guys getting sent to the pc to learn how to work <laughs> yeah i guess they didn't <laughs> you know yeah I, hey man the the stuff he did was perfectly adequate it was just very slow and very yeah. boring it it sure was too mm. i'm I'm sure they're all nice guys, yeah. but I'm really hitting the, hitting the end of my rope when it comes to WWE likes big men. You know, we've seen it so much over the last like 10 years and 
How many times do any of these dudes pan out? Braun Strowman's the closest to one panning out. And, you know. But still, my goodness. Like, there was nothing to this at all. At least when Braun Strowman debuted or got repackaged and re-debuted in 2016, at least that got him over. People, like, I didn't think it was going to work. I didn't think him squashing dudes and everything was going to end up with him being super over, but you get to 2017 and the dude was super over. I don't think Commander Aziz is going to get over doing this kind of match. That's not to say he'll never get over, but if you are going to do something with the dude, I think you need to do a much better job than you are here. Yeah, 100%. Uh... I'm on a jacket. Because he's a commander, Tempest. What's what's it, is that? Is, is Aziz his first name or his last name? Oh, Maybe don't. Commander's his first name. Let's not get into this. Let's not get into this Corbin <laughs> debate again. God, I'm gonna go crazy. We have oh, to talk man. about this later because he's no longer a king now. We'll talk about that later. He's um, just Corbin. He's, uh, yeah. Yes. Yes. He's gonna be a one name guy. Oh God. We'll talk about that match later. Um. Sami Zayn was on commentary for this one and he caused a distraction on Kevin Owens. Uh, Kevin was kind of on the outside of the ring getting beaten up and was going to run back in the ring. Sami wanted to go beat him up, but then Kevin stopped him and Sami ran away. So he rolled back in the ring straight into a Nigerian nail from Commander Aziz and Aziz just kind of gets the win. I really liked, I really liked Sami Zayn on commentary. I thought he was amazing. Yeah. As always. There was a part where he was talking about having a crushed trachea and mm. everything that he was going on and on about the last the last week or so. And I think Michael Cole was like, how can you talk so well if you have a bruised trachea? And he was like, uh, uh, Western medicine. <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy what they can do. I, was, uh, this, I want him on commentary every week. It might get mm. annoying at a point, but he adds stuff to a match that I absolutely did not care about beforehand and then the finish because uh kevin owens was like halfway getting up from getting into the ring and commander aziz somehow like got underneath him and hit the nigerian nail but he just like poked him like there wasn't the big umaga like rah hit the move and take him out like he just kind of like was like poked him with his thumb and I'm not the biggest fan of the move in general, just the no. thumb to the throat. If done well, it can look devastating, but yeah. you got to do it well. And I don't think this move looked very good here. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember. There's a particular one. I can't remember who Umaga did it against in particular. There's a particular one I've got in my head where mm-hmm. he kind of grabs the head and almost like lifts him in the air before doing it. And then in midair, it's kind of like bang, straight to the throat. I that looks think- cool. I think it was Brian Kendrick and or That's Paul London. It was one of them, I'm almost certain. Yeah, there's, there's, that, is that, that particular one I've got in my head. It's like, that's how that move should really be done properly. Uh, but yeah, just a little like, boop, to the throat yeah. is a bit anticlimactic. Uh, so yeah, Aziz gets the win. Cool. Sammy Zayn in gorilla position starts laughing maniacally. More laughs on this show because we can't get enough of those. Laughing maniacally at Kevin Owens and saying he could do this forever. Cool. Um, we then got a video promo for Shinsuke versus Corbin, which is going to be the Battle of the Crown, which came up shortly after, but not before. Uh, Owens 
goes over to Sonia Deville and Adam Pierce. <coughs> Kevin, <coughs> Kevin, Owens, Eddie, Eddie, he needs Sammy. He wants Sammy. <coughs> Jesus Christ, Kevin! Like, I know you've probably been told to sell that. Oh man! Like, just breathe, dude. You're fine. You've not got a crushed trachea. I promise. I know what Sammy said, but you really don't. Uh, and he said he wants Sammy Zayn on Sunday. As there you go, he was coughing the whole time. It, it'll be a good match. Yeah, you you put Always these two is. in the ring. I hundred percent believe that they are going to have a good match. I know they put out a report uh, recently saying that uh, this match was supposed to be in Hell in a Cell, like that was an original plan that got changed. I would have really liked to have seen that. Yeah. I would have really liked to have seen Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn in Hell in a Cell. Genuinely. Of the two matches that got made on the show, I think either of them being inside the cell, as opposed to what actually got put in the cell, would have been a better choice, personally. And it would have made sense. For for story purposes, it would have made a lot more sense as well. That was my humble opinion right there. Um, So yeah, we got Owens and Zayn, official for Heaven in a Cell. And after that came the Battle of the Crown, which is uh, Shinsuke Nakamura versus King Corbin. Look, I, I had a I, I had a proper meltdown last week about this feud. Sure did. That was that was my breaking point. And now I've I, I've going through the stages of grief. I'm just in I don't this isn't even a stage of grief, but I've gone to it anyway. I'm just an apathy at this point. I'm yep. just beyond caring. Now, I was angry last week. This week I just don't care. Um if if they do this again next week, I'm back to rage. <clears throat> I will lose. I will lose my mind if they do this match again. This yeah. match has been on SmackDown. I think they said five of the last six episodes. That is unacceptable. Yeah. And I didn't have as much of a problem this week because they built it up for a week and said this is the end. This is the blow off. They're going to do a match for the crown. If they do it again, I'll lose my mind. I, I will be an angry boy. I was an angry boy last week. I'll be an angry boy again if they do it again. That would be ridiculous. Uh, Pat McAfee is very funny. That's what I got from this match. I quite like it when he goes nuts during the Rick Boogs entrance. I think it's pretty entertaining. You know what's not entertaining? Christ. Anything to do with this story. Tell you what, though. The match was decent. I'll give him that much. I felt like they were trying in the match. They were trying. It was a decent I, little match. I have nothing. This is just speculation. I have nothing to go off of here. But I felt like this was a pay-per-view match that got moved to the SmackDown. Yeah. And they at least... Because uh, Nakamura had the, the jacket and everything. It looked like his gear was a little bit more extravagant than usual. And then obviously this is this is a match actually for something. So And then they tried a little bit harder than normal. This match was a little bit longer. Yeah. It wasn't just two minutes and a roll-up. I thought that they could have had this match on pay-per-view, and I probably wouldn't have been offended by it. And now it was just on SmackDown, and I wasn't offended by it. Shinsuke won. I still cool. really don't care. That, that, I, that is literally least, it. I at least was happy that Nakamura won. At least we got some sort of change from the beginning of the segment to now, if they'd done all this and just, oh, Baron's still king. 
that at that point it would be like what was the point of any of this and i'm still feeling that way because i don't think there was a point but at the very least they put the crown on nakamura to stay so yeah cool that's i mean something sh- sure i don't think i would have cared i think i would have cared about the same level if corbin had, had won because it was like well i don't care either way who has the crown it's completely irrelevant to my feelings so that, that's it i don't know and yeah. so yeah so now i say i don't care if nakamura comes out next week and he's billed as king nakamura i'm gonna hate it it's gonna be real bad uh, uh king and- Kingsgate, Nakamura. No! <laughs> Michael Cole's gonna say that. Oh, sure is. Suck. That's gonna be terrible. This um, was the um, first time since Randy Savage that someone that the King of the Ring crown changed hands. Hmm. I just felt like pointing that out. I think that's neat. Good fact checking, man. They, uh, Got you, man. They should. They sure do miss that over at Quizlemania. Um. There's something else I was going to say. Oh, yeah, it's King Corbin not a king anymore? Is he just Corbin? Is he going to go back to Baron? Corbin, I don't know. Maybe has he been relegated? Earl? Earl Corbin? Earl Corbin? Duke Constable Corbin, perhaps? Corbin. Yeah. Commander Corbin. Get him a jacket. Yeah. That's all you need to be a commander, I guess. Just wear a jacket. <laughs> oh, man. Christ. And not be from Nigeria. Yeah, also that. Um. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, Bianca Belair came out to cut a promo next. Uh, she cut a promo that was the same promo that she's been cutting since WrestleMania, uh, which was, you know, it's tough when people laugh in your face. That reminds me of when I was bullied. Bailey's like the bullies that I overcame and I will overcome Bailey. It's like, ugh. I get it. After you win the title, it's a big deal. You're a big baby face. You've worked super hard for that big WrestleMania moment. Your main event tonight won at WrestleMania. Huge deal. You want to come out the night after, cut that big baby face promo? Absolutely go for it. It's two months after WrestleMania and nothing's changed. Uh, it's annoying at this point. Uh, if Bailey like wins this match, I'm going to be not disappointed because I really like Bailey. Yeah. But I will be disappointed that they couldn't do more for Bianca. Yes. 100%. Yeah. I can totally see bailey winning i hope she doesn't yeah really hope she doesn't because bianca's got a lot more in of yeah in this title run i think i i would like to think they're building to a rematch with sasha banks at SummerSlam, which would be very good i hope they do a better job building that match up than they did with the reginald and the can they coexist stuff (laughs) but oh man i thought the promo itself was fine it was a rerun for sure, but compa- there was no laughing involved. That's so good. So that was a win. That's mm-hmm. a big step forward. You get rid of the, the laughing and I'm much more engaged. Yeah. Um, I'd actually be down for a triple threat. That's almost done. Uh, Bailey Banks and uh, Bella. Mm-hmm. B's. Triple B. I, I would be okay with that match at the pay-per-view after SummerSlam. Fair. I mean, I, we, we, we've I, got two months yet till SummerSlam. Yeah, this is long-term thinking here. But mm-hmm. just to me personally, I like it a lot more 
when the big matches are singles matches. Just in general, I like singles matches more than triple threats and four ways and stuff like that. So when you've got, I just think it it feels feels more like New Japan. And I want everything. That's to what like it New is. Japan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's really all it is. I feel like I feel like a big singles match is just one on one, no shenanigans. That's that's just a fight. That's classic, like one on one competition. And I want to see that in the like the more important matches because I feel like this is an important mm-hmm. match. And then you can spin off of that and do a triple threat and keep things going. I guess that so. way. But. But for a, but for the big SummerSlam match, I would like it to be a singles. That's just me, though. I I get where you're coming from, totally. Um, as uh, Bailey came out, uh, Bianca then challenged her to a Hell in a Cell match rather than just a singles match, which is in no way a last minute decision. <laughs> uh, Bailey comes out, doesn't accept one way or the other, but it has been made official since then. Um, but instead, just beats up Bianca, stands tall, holds the title over her. And then all the screens in the Thunderdome change to Bailey holding the title. How? Why? What's the logistics of that? Does she have a power doing that now? You know, we didn't, we didn't mention it during the first segment of when mm. Pat McAfee was saying, who's lowering the cage? Who has the power? Who has control? That's yeah. a really great question. Mm. I would really love someone to tell me who actually runs things backstage at WWE and why in, in yeah in kayfabe in kayfabe who is making the decision to make Bailey's face go all over the Thunderdome who is making the decision to raise and lower the cell during Rey Mysterio's promo I I don't know who knows these are, these are the small suspension of disbelief type things that I can't wrap my head around when it comes to WWE yeah um also one line I just want to bring up because it literally made me go, oh, for God's sake. And it just made me realize how stupid this feud has been, where Bailey was beating up Bianca, and Pat McAfee goes, oh, she's a genius. She laughed her way to a shot at the title. That's not a sentence that should exist. You shouldn't be able to laugh and then get a title shot. Dang it, me. She also didn't. How did we get away from this? idea that oh bianca cheated she used her hair to roll yeah, Bailey yeah. up at the last pay-per-view <laughs> which is like actually a valid complaint because yeah. y- you can go either way is that cheating is it not it's part of like her person so she should be able to use it but also that's maybe an unfair advantage how did we get away from that in favor of I laughing know. i don't know i don't know oh man oh great comment from nemo toad don't you understand the mind games, guys? Mind games? <laughs> what mind games? I Her think face ne- on the screen. Yeah. I think Nemo Toad is on the level and is is just riffing. Oh, yeah, yeah. But 100%. Any, anytime we get a message that's just like, you guys don't understand, I take a, a double take and be like, what are you doing? I'm serious. Yeah. I know Nemo Toad gets it. I, I think it's very yeah. funny. Uh, you you anger me, Rayan. You're getting work. That's the point. What's the point? What? <laughs> what is the point that I'm getting worked over? Please clarify. What's the point? Goodness me. Um, we got a games. recap of of uh, my <laughs> <laughs> mind games. Um, 
Thank yeah. you for that, Franklin uh, Goodwin. We, we then got a uh, a recap of Jimmy and Jay, all that stuff from uh, two weeks ago and last week. Then we had a promo. Jimmy, Jimmy Uso goes over to Roman Reigns and says, you know, all that stuff you told me last week, you're right. You know, I've been doing some thinking. I think you're right. We just need to be the best family we can be. And hey, you know, I, I may not see eye to eye with you on everything. May not be 100 with you on everything, but if you need some help out there tonight, don't worry. I, I got you back. But before he can even finish his sentence, Roman cuts him off and he's like, no, I need Jay. Where's Jay? I was like, oh, you, you dick. You're great. He's uh, such a perfect manipulator. I know, yeah. Uh, he says, I need Jay. We need Jay. Where is he? And Jimmy's just like, oh, no one's heard from him in a week. Um, I don't know, man. Maybe he's not here. And Roman says, well, you better go find him. Uh, so he goes off to to go get him, and he'll handle business as usual tonight. Cool. It's good stuff. Good continuation of the, that little story. I like it. Yeah. There's only so many ways to say that Roman Reigns' segments are awesome. Yeah. You know, yeah. they're so good. They're so good, and I love how every single one of them matters. Yes. They may not all they may not all be the big turning point moments in the in the story, but every single one of them means something. They're all mm. building to something. It's just ooh, ooh, it's so good. I love. I wish. I wish that we could have two hours of just this every mm. week. You know. Yeah. And if yeah. it was all going to be good and we weren't going to get burnt out, I just want this to be the Roman Reigns show. Yeah, totally. Um, then we had what was supposed to be Otis versus Dawkins, except uh, Alpha Academy got a new entrance here as well. They got new entrance music and came out with their new theme and all that stuff. It was all right. thought it was decent. Um, while they were entering, we got a recap of Ford and Gable. Uh, Dawkins comes out already selling the shoulder and then... Gable and Otis beat up Dawkins before the bell and leave him laying. Cool. Not much to say. Cool. Yeah. This, I mean, this isn't a rivalry that I am particularly interested in. I'm sure that they will have good matches until I get tired of seeing mm. them every week. You know, this is going to be the next rivalry where they just do every combination of these four guys over and over and over again until they've done them all like twice. But yeah, I mean, they put off having a match for another week. That just means it's going to be extended another week longer. But yeah, it, it's cool. I, I didn't really have a complaint about it, but it's, it's fine. Yeah. And they're, they're trying their best to put Otis over as some big destroyer killer guy. Why did they have him sure. shave? I don't know. It's he fine. He looks like a giant baby. It's fine. Whatever. I, I will say. Shave. People it, it, with beards shouldn't, shouldn't shave. It's it's maybe not the best look for him, but I will say that at least they've tried to change up his look a bit to make him be like, this is a new sort of spin on the character that you know. Look, he looks different. I always appreciate it when characters do that. Like CM Punk was the master of that. Anytime his gimmick right. changed, he changed his hairstyle every single time. Every face turn, every heel turn, every gimmick change, he looks different. Uh, so I always appreciate when people do that to make you actually believe like Roman Reigns when he came back as the tribal chief. Suddenly he's not wearing his bloody vest anymore. Like yep. have them look and feel different. If they're a different character, Bailey with the hair, perfect example, like do, do that more. So yeah, maybe not the best look for the beard shave, but at <laughs> least it's something different. Yes. Yeah. I, 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 I will agree with that. Yeah. I can, 
I can identify with people trying to make a a visual change every once in a while. Yeah, totally. Uh, we then got a recap of Cesaro interrupting the Ding Dong Hello show from last week. Uh, Cesaro versus Rollins is confirmed for Sunday. Another WrestleMania rematch. All right. Be a good match. Uh, I would have loved this match to be inside Hell in a Cell. If they were going to have any match be inside Hell in a Cell to replace the Reigns versus Mysterio one, I think it should have been this one because the whole kind of point of it, not necessarily about like the whole running away thing. You normally do a cage match for like people who run away and all that stuff anyway, but this feels like a natural progression of their story because now they're just doing a straight identical rematch of what they did at WrestleMania instead of having a new stipulation. It doesn't feel like the story has progressed further because the story going into WrestleMania was Rollins being like, haha, you're not worthy, lol, I'm going to beat you up. And then Cesaro won, and then Rollins has gone, haha, you're not worthy, I'm going to beat you up. And now they're having another match, which is also a singles match. It's like, it, even though the story's not different, if they'd have done it inside Hell in a Cell, it would have at least felt different. And also I want to see Cesaro and Rollins inside Hell in a Cell because I think that would be very fun. That would be very fun. I totally agree. I'm not into this storyline feud at all. It, it culminated WrestleMania in yeah. what I thought was a perfectly adequate story that they could have then taken from there and gone off into the Cesaro Roman Reigns stuff, and that would have been fine. That was the perfect time to just let this be over. But we're two months out from WrestleMania, and we're still going. And yep. they haven't given me a reason to still care. Cesaro proved that he can beat Seth Rollins, and then he did it again. So we're just having the match a third time. This is why no one cares about like the April, May, June pay-per-views. Yeah. Historically. It's because it's the same crap they've seen for two months. I've always thought like Judgment Day pay-per-views were always the ones that I skipped. Even as a kid, those were the pay-per-views that I did not watch because it's the same stuff. Give me something new. Maybe yeah. like Roman Reigns and Rey Mysterio would have been a good new pay-per-view match. Oh, how about that? Wouldn't have that have been nice? Oh, well. It'll, it'll be a good match. I just want something that'll hook me. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they had a little interview segment here. Seth interrupts, uh, puts on the microphone, and says that Cesaro's disgusting, and he hates everything he stands for. Cesaro says, all right, and then pushes Seth off his chair and uh, says, we'll see him on Sunday. Cool. It was all right. Yeah, nothing <laughs> wrong with it. Then we had the main event that we've already spoken about, and that was the show. God, not a lot happened. Uh, on a show that had, you know, big, historic, first ever Hell in a Cell network TV. Not much happened, really. Uh, it was a fun match. You know, I feel like it was a really solid main event match. It was a Hell in a Cell. You know, it's automatically going to bump it up a little bit. Uh, here's a three out of five show, I think. It was all right. It was just a bit weird. Nothing really happened. We didn't get an explanation for a lot of stuff. And then it was, it felt very panicked. It felt very rushed to be like, um, uh, Bianca, Bailey, and, uh, Hell in a Cell. Also, Rollins and Cesaro. Also, Owens and Zayn. Also, Rey Mysterio and Roman Reigns is now here instead of Hell in a Cell. Ah, the whole time. Yeah. Just gave a very weird vibe to the whole show. Typically, when I'm looking at doing a number score... It will often be, well, there was some stuff on the show that I really didn't like, and there's some stuff on the show that I like, and where does that end up balancing, and it ends up in the middle at a 3 out of 5. In this case, it, I felt like this was a 3 out of 5 show just because everything on it was kind of average. Yeah. 
You know, I didn't hate anything on this show. The closest thing was like the Commander Aziz debut where I didn't really like that. Otherwise, everything was just kind of meh. It was all fine. It was all, you could say good, but I thought it was just a very average show, which is kind of crazy to think about when you've got a Hell in a Cell match on free TV. Yeah, I would have. Exactly. I so wish that they would have just gone all out on this match, right? Yeah, you know, and 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 on top of that as well, something that I I hadn't even really considered until this point. This is the go home show for Heaven to Sell, and now mm-hmm. I'm less excited for the show. They've taken out the one match. Yeah, yeah, they've taken out the one match I was really looking forward to from the show, and not really replaced it with too much. Like I'm sure Cesaro and Ronnie will be fun. I'm sure Owens versus Zayn will be fun, but. I'm not interested in the stories that they're telling right now. Yeah. It's a, it's an anti go home show. It's made me less excited. So for that, it should really get lower. Right. But also the match was still good. So like, uh, three out of five. Sure. Sure. Give it a three. Yeah. Who cares? I, I absolutely think it should have been a three out of five show. It's just crazy to me that I'm going to remember Roman Reigns singles, regular match with Daniel Bryan on SmackDown more than I'll ever remember this Hell in a Cell match on SmackDown. Just yeah. wasn't that memorable to me. No, not at all. Uh, let's see what you guys thought in the poll and a poll match on our community tab. Three out of uh, three out of five being the uh, the majority here. 48% voting for three out of five. 27% going slightly higher with a four out of five. And then 10% doing a five out of five rating. Uh, I think that's fair. Yeah, you know, uh, that sounds pretty, same as pretty much. I also don't want to let this get away, Dion Schwab. So it's a go away show. Oh, that's good. That's good that's stuff. That's good. Well done, <laughs> Dion. Proud of you. That was very, very good. good. Stuff. If you haven't been to WrestleTalk's Patreon page yet, you should patreon.com forward slash wrestle talk we've got loads of stuff including predictions for wrestle league if you're not done your wrestle league predictions they literally just changed a couple hours ago because we've got new matches on there now and obviously the reigns and mysterious stuff has already happened so it's been taken off uh the predictions so make sure to go get your wrestle league predictions in also wrestle talk extra has just gone live for the five dollar backers and above just king of the ring 98 which is ollie and luke reviewing that show you know the one Mankind and Tech on the, the cell and the, oh my God, they killed him. You know, you know the one. Uh, yeah, Biggie off the cell. Uh, <laughs> so they got that one uh, that they're reviewing uh, that's already live. So you can go get that right now as well as the access to every other show they've done. There's tons of them now. And if you pledge at the $25 uh, tier or above, uh, you get your own custom wrestling nickname and it gets read on a show much like this one. So thank you to the Cyclone, Brandon Sires. Woo! Woo! Thank you very much. The intellectual savior of the masses, Damien Campbell. Yeah, thank you very much. Probocop. Woo! Thank you very yeah. much. Michael Jensen Radio. Yeah, thank you very much. Michael Jensen. Excuse me. How'd you like them apples, Marcel Jura? Woo! Yeah. Thank you very much. I love you 3,000. Lucky 2,000. Yeah. Thank you very much. Wrestle Talk Extra Pole Master Lendell Brenson. Yes, thank you very much. Yeah. Have a glass of sherry, Martel J. Simmons. 
Yeah. Right. See what I did there. Thank you very like much. Thank you. Uh, where did we get to? There. Justin, the human Godzilla Vust track. Yeah. yeah. Thank you very much. The Shrock Master, Austin Shrock. Yeah. Thank you very much. Moving sideways, Karen Crabtree. Thank you very much, Karen. Thank you. <laughs> Who wants to walk with Daniel Elias Chrysler? Yeah. yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you to all of our pledge hammers over on Patreon. Uh, let's get into the rest of your uh, Ultra Chats here. Uh, we've got a couple here. Uh, Charles Burr comes in to say, at least Corbin is still a Baron. So still kind of royal? Was the goal to make him a sympathetic face? I feel bad for him. Question, have people been sending in dog photos for a while? Or did my poor review inspire people? Regardless, dogs are great. Jam that jam. Is Corbin a Baron? Don't, don't know. know. We'll have to wait we until next know. week. He will Ooh. just be Corbin. You know what? Maybe that battle for the crown did something great because I am looking forward to next week to find that out. If he's still King Corbin, I'm going to be so disappointed. <sighs> he's going to have King Corbin and he's going to like, he's going to try and have a crown, but he's not going to have a crown. So he's just going to look around backstage for random things that he can use as a crown. He's going to get like a little paper and make a little paper crown. But like, look, see, I've still got my crown. And he's going to go like crazy. Oh, it's going to be so bad. Um, yeah. Emma Bon says, uh, while I enjoy the King of Strong Style moniker, I do wish that WWE would explain what Strong Style is. I know what it is, but I think it would help casual fans. Maybe have them do something at the PC. Ah, well, you see the problem there, Emma Bon, is that Strong Style is just hitting people really hard. And WWE doesn't do that. So, like, they wouldn't explain what Strong Style is because WWE never understands what Strong Style is. They don't understand the appeal. Shinsuke Nakamura, which is why his main roster run has been rubbish. Yeah. Yeah, I absolutely love the idea of him doing strong style at the Performance Center. I remember seeing a video from the Ring of Honor days with uh, Brian Danielson, uh, Daniel Bryan, and Samoa Joe, where they're like talking to each other while teaching people. And they're like mm. stretching guys. Yes. It's like putting them into holds. And they're yes. like, oh, you do it that way. I do it like this. And like really crank on some. some. I think, oh, that's such a good idea for like a heel. It's sort of like what Timothy Thatcher was doing in NXT mm. last year. But just more of that. More of like playing off to somebody. And I think you could do something like that with Shinsuke Nakamura. Where he just... Shows what strong style is, but does it in a entertaining and charismatic manner. Yeah. Uh, I think Nemo Toad has hit the nail on the head with this one. Strong style doesn't exist in the WWE universe. It's literally yeah. just a moniker from Shinsuke's past that they exactly. don't they don't know how to capitalize on or showcase in WWE because it doesn't exist. Uh, Bazo Banks says, uh, SmackDown has slowly become the show of everyone going crazy. Roman, Seth, Bailey, Sammy. Where's Dr. Shelby when you need him? Uh, we to see a hell in a cell without Sasha, but Bailey's brilliant enough to manipulate that braid all over the cell. More yeet bombs, please. I agree. Can it be called the yeet bomb? Can that just be a I thing think, now? Is that yeah. the official name? I think it can be. I think we, we can make that decision right here. It's yeah. the yeet bomb. Done. I also, you know, you ever notice how fast time goes by and you don't really mm. notice it until you get a message like that saying, where's Dr. Shelby? And you're like, yeah. that was an angle from nine years ago. 
Wasn't it 2013? No, 2012, right? 2013? Yeah. 2012, when Team Hell No got together. Team like, Hell No, yeah. Cause, yeah, because then Brian's run to the WWE Championship was 2013. Oh, my God. Yep. yep. Oh, that was a long time ago. I Nine years! I love it was... Shelby segments, man. Yeah. I don't know. It was so good. Time is just crazy. Time is an illusion. And every time once is... in a while, every once in a while, I use wrestling to gauge how much time has passed. And in this mm. case, nine years is a long time. Yeah, man. Time is soup. Uh, Eternal Blue says, uh, I love that this company has become so abusive to its fan base that they've gone full Stockholm Syndrome and are just making it seem like this is just the norm. Such a good societal experiment and commentary. LIW for life. This show is bad and should feel bad. Hey, you know what, Eternal Blue? I kind of agree with you. Maybe not to the same extent, but also, yes, a lot of people are saying, well, you know, it's just a proper rating. It's like, that's not an excuse. <laughs> yeah. It's not an excuse to put on subpar television. Oh, man. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. It, it's weird. It's weird. It's a, it's a weird place in it. WWE fans are weird. Wrestling fans are weird. WWE is weird. Wrestling's weird. I'm going to leave this job. Wrestling's weird. I'm not going to yeah. leave this job. It's great. Uh, we've got some emails here from some people. Um, if you guys want to email in your stuff, support at WrestleTalk.com is the place to do it. Uh, still do send us your pet pictures, by the way. I will download them for a future episode. Just not this one. Because this one, <laughs> it was a rush day today. Because you your boy was very tired. Uh, so I had a lot of stuff to get through in the day, and I didn't have enough time to uh, to download these pictures before we started. But I will do it in the future, and we'll screen share so everyone can see, and it's going to be a good time. Uh, but we've got an email here from Juan that uh, says, Hola, compadres. Uh, if Tempest had his hockey segment, then I guess we can have our BoJack Horseman segment. Uh, there's a lot to talk about the show. I, re- I really like to the episode the view from halfway down which is the second to last episode i love the little details in my shows and bojack horseman is full of them i watched like a 20 minute youtube video explaining every single detail from the episode it is just amazing what's your big takeaway from the show uh, the view from halfway down is amazing love that episode i'm also pretty sure i've watched the same youtube video explaining all the stuff about it because yeah tons of easter eggs and that super duper cool a uh, big takeaway from the show man life sucks doesn't it Oh boy, uh, that's not my takeaway from the show. It's just a pretty good show, honestly. It, I, I think people always try and search for what's like the moral of the story, what's like the the purpose or the meaning and stuff. And I'm, I, you know, people find all sorts of different stuff from loads of different um, mediums and all that. But for me, this show, I think it's just a really interesting dive into people's different perspectives and how people's lives affect others. And it's just mm-hmm. it's just an interesting look. It's not like, oh, well, you have to know that this is the good guy and this is the this is the person you should relate to, and their journey is the one that matters. Because like the main protector of the show, he's not a good person. He's not. And if people are like, oh yeah, I relate to him, it's like maybe, maybe not mm-hmm. do that. Maybe, maybe think inwards a little bit about that. Um, but uh yeah, it's a it's it's a really interesting look at what's the word I'm looking for? Like social relationships and how how people interact with with each other, how like trauma can affect people's lives and how people like have no idea about what influences someone's decisions and how it's important to take in context of everything into how people are acting and things like that. It's very interesting, uh, but it's not like a there isn't like a one sentence. 
here's what the show means. This is what you should take away from the show, which is what right. I really like about it. I could just talk about Vijay Course, but it's really, <laughs> it's really good. It's really good. Uh, but thank you for that email, Juan. We've got another email from a different Juan. Um, Juan Gabriel that says, uh, boys of LAW, hope you're all doing well. Uh, I have a question for y'all. Uh, I'm a graphic designer, filmmaker, and video editor. I design logos, print items, etc., while also editing videos and shooting, mu shooting music videos for friends. Uh, the career that I want to get into is digital media, but more so social media management and or graphic designer for bigger companies. My question is, how do you guys set your foot in the door for digital media? I'm crafting my skills by making designs for myself and friends. I just wanted an insight from the people i watch and listen to all the time you know my internet family hope you guys are well mentally and in every possible way your email chief and head of the emails on gabriel interesting question Juan. yes uh so i mean i have a lot of friends who i went to school with in university who uh you know we all majored in sport media mm -hmm. but there were a number of people who kind of like there were there were a lot of avenues you could go with that there were a lot of different directions, whether it was on air, journalism, business, or in this case, graphic design, where mm -hmm. essentially what I found that you want to do is just practice and get as much of your stuff out there as possible. Like make an Instagram for your content, just make graphics as many as possible, try and get as good as possible, and then share them because eventually someone will look at it and be like, oh, I want to hire that guy. It's basically like having your portfolio just readily available to everyone. And you might not think that, oh, people are ever going to see it, but people notice. Like the people who are actually looking to make those decisions, I feel like it's usually pretty rare that at least in certain companies that they will put out a job posting for like graphic designer without at least looking around at ones that are already readily available, at least for people that are maybe in their area or whatnot. So that would kind of be my advice would just be to practice and get your stuff out there as much as you can. Yeah. I mean, pretty much the way, the way it happened for, for me is I started my, my YouTube channel, uh, my own one, and I was just determined to do all aspects of it myself and just kind of self-teach myself everything about it. So in terms of presenting and video editing and graphic design and, you know, just actually uploading YouTube videos and all that stuff and interacting with people and, and coming up with new concepts and all that stuff. But just in terms of content creation, I was like, from, from all the steps involved in it, I want to be, this is my thing. And that's what I did. It was just constant self-improvement and just like plugging away at each different aspect of content creation to make myself a more well-rounded content creator and then that channel i had for you know three and a half years uh and improved dramatically over that time and then when the time came for for uh the wrestle talk guys uh obviously i started writing for the website beforehand and just so happened they they had a i i'd already spoken to to andy beforehand who'd mentioned I, i'd mentioned to him in in passing that i had this youtube channel beforehand and he had passed that on to Ollie and Luke and Laurie, who were going to launch Screen Stalker, which is now Parts of Unknown uh, at the time. And they had the thought, just like, wait, didn't doesn't Pete, who writes for the website, doesn't he have a YouTube channel? Maybe he'd be a good fit. So then they they asked me, and I had the, I had the necessary skills at that point because I'd learnt them. And I had them in a very publicly available place, <laughs> uh, which is YouTube, 
Uh, so I could just link them a bunch of my stuff and be like, here's me reading from a script. Here's me uh, hosting like a, a quiz. Here's me uh, doing a, a let's play for a, a Pokemon playthrough and stuff like that. Like all sorts of different uh, styles of videos and stuff that I'd done. Just got to link them all. And they said, yeah, you're great. Come down for a screen test. And, you know, bish bash bosh, yeah. here we are. So, yeah, I think you're absolutely right with that. Just practice, 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 man. Just got to get those skills up. And the only way to yeah. do that for, for creative endeavors like this, you just got to do it and just keep doing it. That's it. Yeah, pretty much. And I, I will also piggyback off of what you said, where if you want to get a job in like media and have interest in like social media and graphic design and video editing or whatever, which it does seem like you have, try and get as good as possible at as many things as possible as well. Because you can never have too many skills in a job in media, you know, which was kind of like I said, where they would give you a bunch of different directions to go out of my university. It's the same sort of thing. You know, if you have as many skills as you can, you're that much more likely to get hired by a company because they will be like, oh, well, this person can do this. And even if they only hire you for one thing, eventually, if you get that job, you can also be like, oh, well, if you need someone to do that, I'm your man. I can do that. And they like that. Companies like having people take initiative like that. God, yeah. I I was hired originally as a presenter, scriptwriter and presenter. And one day I was like, oh, if, do you need a hand with this thumbnail? And now I'm yeah. the thumbnail guy for like every channel because they saw that I could make thumbnails. So I'm like, ah, we've got our guy uh, to do every thumbnail now. Uh, do I regret that decision? I don't know. Uh, jury's still out on that one. Uh, it's a joke. I, I enjoy making thumbnails. Um, but yes, that, that's that's totally it. Um, we'll, do, we'll do a very quick one here from the headmaster, Jonathan Hedman, uh, that says, Hi, quick question. What are toilets and urinals in your D&D world to look like? They don't, because generally when you're playing D&D, you don't worry about the little things like how are you going to go to the toilet? It's not really at the top of the priority list. So, yeah. Also, he says, also, Tempest, I see you got a new mask. And then put a gif uh, from Doctor Who. of someone saying, I don't like it. And then said, lol, kidding. Good luck at Hell in a Cell. Thank you. Thanks, Jonathan Hedman. Thank, thanks Thank for noticing. I, I did get a new mask. It's very yeah, comfortable. It's It's pretty it's a big upgrade i'll be honest it's a big upgrade a lot of compliments i saw uh, a lot of people really liking that mask a few that didn't but obviously people hate change so you know is what it is yeah. um but yeah big improvement i'd say anyway that is all the time we've got it's gonna be a bit of a shorter outro today uh but that's all the time we've got because we need to go live for uh the actual main portion of the review uh so yeah thank you very much for listening everyone really do appreciate you guys hanging out we'll be back we've got helen sl live reactions tomorrow where I will become Jam That Champion. Uh, and then there's going to be a review of Hell in a Cell on Monday with Laurie and Luke, uh, who will no longer have the Jam That Championship. And it's going to be a very good time. Uh, anyway, thank you guys uh, for listening. Really do appreciate it. We'll be back with more content soon. Take care. Wait. Take care of each other. Stay safe. We love you very much. There it is. Goodbye. Rattle, rattle, 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.